Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. Some of that Van Halen, Sammy Hagar style. Hell yeah. Love it. Love it. Man, here we are, man. Big talk podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Glad to have you back. Episode 51. We made it over the hump. Right. Totally. Over the hump. <laughs> can I say hump? Can I say that? Of course you can say hump. You can say other words too. Oh, yeah. I guess this is not a PG show. It's not. We just do it. It's PG 13. It falls in between G and <laughs> NC 17, somewhere in there, in the middle. That one's good. Depends yeah. on where we feel that day. All right. Um, yeah, business. I'm going to business. Yeah, do business up. Uh, at bigtalkcg.podcast on Instagram. Bigtalkcg at gmail.com. At bigtalkcg on Twitter. And now, drum roll, please. That's at terrible. bigtalkcg.podcast on TikTok. All right. We are on the TikTok. Follow us, like us. Please like <laughs> us, subscribe, uh, you know. Swipe up, but stop at us first. Yeah, stop at us. <laughs> keep swiping and, 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 you know, until you get to us and like us, comment. We we comment back to everybody. So far, you know, you know we yeah commenting back, liking back. Uh, we love to hear from the nation. You guys are what keeps us going episode to episode, hearing from you. And, man, just another outlet. Heck yeah, man! Get with it, yeah. All right, before we um, continue, Chris, uh, we wanted to shout out to the big Talkin Nation who listened to us on Samsung Podcast. Thank you for making us trend. Um, was it mid September? September fourteenth, September fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. The, you guys out there um, on the nation really, really got us at number one uh, trending. So thank you very much, which mm-hmm, we did mm-hmm, put one mm-hmm. of the, Chris did put one of those on um, TikTok. So that was yeah, a good man, one. You, you guys got us number one yeah, trending we, episode on Samsung. And it was kind of cool. You got to see it kind of go up the chart, up, hit number one, stay for a little bit, and then come back down to it. And I was on cloud nine. I was I remember Chris I'm annoying my wife every two minutes. Look at, <laughs> look at this. 20 more. Look at this. 20 Dude. more. Remember, once you get to the top, you got to go right back down again. Yeah. <laughs> we stay at the top. Amen. For that one day, Big Talk big Podcast talk. number one. Hey, this is it, man. Yeah, dude, that was a great time that day. You know, I was just, man. Didn't you wake me up like at 7.30 in the morning? I woke up at 7.30. I was walking Rambo. Yeah. And, you know, the Big Talk mascot. Was it a Friday? It was a Friday, wasn't man, it? I, Thursday, I think. Okay, I think it was Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. And, uh. I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, it's my day off. I'm sleeping. I go, what? <laughs> day off is the day to get stuff done. I don't sound like that. <laughs> you sound like, okay. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I was sleeping. Man, but yeah. Thank you, guys. And man, you know, yes. we, we touched a whole bunch of, you know, new na- new countries, you know, adding them to the nation everywhere around the world, every continent. They're all coming in strong, you know, everywhere, dude. Everywhere. Jordan, Vietnam, Lithuania, Hungary. I'm just slipping through. Egypt, United Arab Emirates, Philippines, Zimbabwe. Give me a break. Zimbabwe. We Zimbabwe, love you buddy. guys over there. Uh, Tanzania. Nigeria, Kenya, Haiti, Cuba. I don't even know they got internet in Cuba. (laughs) 
<laughs> These- Qatar, Kuwait. You're welcome. Um, uh, what about dude. my favorite, Canada? Oh, Ca- Canada's up here at the top, dude. Canada was, uh, yeah, dude, they were there, dude. Mexico was outdoing everybody. Dude. Oh, Mexico was. What about Japan? No, Japan, dude. They're uh, they dropped down. No, they're. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on. Over All right, here. we're gonna have to make a trip. We're gonna, we're gonna have to make a trip. To make over a trip. To Japan and uh, I believe the it. nation. There you go. Uh, but in all honesty, guys, thank you very much. It's been a wild ride so far, man. In that ride, that was a big up. That was a big yeah. climb. That was a big climb. Yes, thank you. We love it. We love it. Van Halen. Yeah, let's talk about the, it. We're talking about right now the Sammy Hagar years, yeah. or my favorite Van Hagar. Van Hagar, which was a name that was pitched to them by Warner Records, and the brothers said, "No, I don't uh, think so." Which no. I think was a good decision. It, it was a hard no, bro. Um, you want to talk about how they, um, you know, not necessarily discovered, but kind of how Eddie decided, like, yeah, this is the the guy we want to take. Yeah, I, I think at the end of their 1984 tour, they were. 18, 19 months of grueling, sold-out arena rock tour. Um, they they wanted to take a break, but David Lee Roth wanted to take an extended break because he saw uh, Prince uh, on his you know go from his Purple Rain movie and and get a be a bigger star than what he was as a musician. And I think Dave caught that bug and wanted to do the same thing on that. Um, and then he, he did um, release Crazy from the Heat, which is like four song EP, uh, very unlike Van Halen. It was all covers, and it was like all I don't want to say show tunes. It was kind of like all just the gigolo, yeah. And everywhere I go, the like California girls, and yep. I'm a gigolo. I'm just a gigolo. Coconut Grove was that on there too, or uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I love it, but I don't love it. How about that? Yeah. So with that, I guess Eddie and him had a falling out, and he wanted to go one way, and the Van Halen brothers wanted to go another, and they said, you know what? Yeah. You know, who are you going to believe? You're fired. I quit. All right, you're not in the band anymore. And they kind of said, what the hell do we do now? You know, what are we doing? Um, and they, you know, hit up different singers and tried to get Eddie was saying that he did not want a carbon copy of a David Lee Roth singer, so he didn't call Michael Starr. <sighs> Still Panther. He didn't call Michael Starr. And, um, but I think other people came up on there, Chris, didn't you say that, uh, uh, Patty, Patty Smythe from Scandal and Daryl Hall were both approached. Were both approached and and maybe did like a jam session with them or something like that. That's cool. But they both turned it down. And, um, the story that I heard was, um, Sammy, um, has a Ferrari and so does Eddie and they both have the same mechanic. I think his Mm -hmm. name is Claudio, if I'm correct. And um, Claudio mentioned to Eddie, hey, why aren't you uh, talking to Sammy Hagar over here? He's not doing anything, and he would be great for your band. And he said, oh, yeah, really? Let me uh, let me uh, get his uh, phone number. So then he, he dialed them up. Boop, 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 boop. Next thing you know, Sammy and uh, Eddie are having a conversation. And uh, that's how the, bar got, the ball got rolling, dude, to yeah. start all this uh, you know, exciting new music. And I think, I think they picked the right guy. Uh, you know, d- uh, Sammy had worked, you know, obviously he was in Montrose and, uh, you know, did some solo work yeah. and, you know, same producer, Ted Templeton, who did the first Van Halen album, uh, did that Montrose's first album, did that solo album VOA for him where that had, I can't drive 55. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. What? You said that was Sammy's. 
first solo album. Did I? No, it was not. Oh, no, I said the first. I said the first Montrose album Ted Templeton produced and his solo album. Oh, VOA, and his solo album. And his okay, solo okay, okay. album. VOA uh, that had. I Damn, I thought I got you on that one, man. You can never get soundbite. Um, so you know they kind of had that same. You know he had that. Uh, you know a sound that would fit right in their cut because it kind of was. You know, same producer and stuff. Although they didn't use Templeton for the album that they did. Uh, you know he kind of was a link. Yeah. Between the two. Uh, so yeah, David Lee Roth for whatever reason you know was was kicked out, left. Depending on guess who you talk to. You're correct. And here comes Sammy Hagar. Dun, da, 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 save the day. Yeah, Love and it. you know what? Uh, um, adding Sammy to the band gave them a different freedom for the guys or Eddie to try uh, more synthesizer, more keyboard songs. You know, something probably Dave just didn't want to do or didn't like. You know, I think towards the end, Dave wanted it to be the David Lee Roth show and the Van Halen Brothers, but of course not, man. That didn't go. Mm-hmm. And the guys, you know, I guess felt. With Sammy, they were a, a unit again, and uh, they loved it. They ran, they ran forward, man. Sammy could play uh, guitar, and Eddie could do the keys, and they brought a different sound to the mighty Van Halen. Mm-hmm. You know, for and sure. E- even their logo changed, Chris. I don't know if you remember that. Which I was, it, you know, it was always the Van Halen, and kind of almost looked like a flag. And now the Van Halen was also like it was, now it started to be like almost a circle, you know, with the the VH. Kind of making like a circle. Oh yeah, yeah. They they changed there. That was good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You know, if we didn't say it, it's good. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so they got a lot of criticism though, and and, you know, oh god, you guys are gonna Sammy Hagar, man. This guy, he's not everybody. Obviously, comparing him to David Lee Roth. Correct. You know, then deciding to record that first album without Ted Templeton just added more to it. You know, oh god, these guys basically tell them they're gonna say they're gonna fail before they fail. Yeah. Um. And they proved everybody wrong. Don Landy was a producer on Fifty One Fifty, which was the first album that they that they released as uh, with Sammy Hagar mm-hmm. as their singer. And he was the um, engineer on the previous album, so he worked uh, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, he so he oh, okay. knew um, exactly, you know, kind of what was going on there. It's kind of funny because he didn't like the way. Ten Templeton produced the albums. He wanted to go in a different direction. I don't know if you know anything about that. No, but I mean, I know Eddie, um, you know, got with him on that, and and they started to like so, really gel on that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, so with Ted, with Ted Templeton wanted to make everything, give it a live sound, like Eddie's guitars. You know, mm-hmm. this is gonna go to the left channel. This is this is gonna go to the right channel. So it's always had that live sound. So you like in one headphone, you're hearing one thing, and one headphone, you're. But um, Don Landy was like, no, we're gonna really kind of put everything at the center together and it's just going to make a larger sound. It's going to be a better sound. So even the producing with the sound is made, uh, the albums that Don Landy produced with them, you know, just bigger. And you can tell the difference in the way. Oh they sound. yeah, definitely. For sure. All right, man. Let's, uh, you let's start this and, and, and open up with what we heard at the top of the show. Yeah. Good enough. You want to go ahead and uh, listen to some more of that? Yeah. Let's hear a little right, bit of let's that. Let's go man. right from where it was. There we go. Drums sound different. Fired up song, dude. This is the vocals right at the top. Yeah. Great, great riffing right here with uh, right. Yeah. Chops. This, I think, this was a perfect way to start off this album. You know, uh, fun, upbeat, good jam. Wow. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
good rocking song, man. You got to come out of the gate. You know, if they would have came out with some of these other songs, um, you know, why can't this be love or dreams or something? And I love walks in. They it wouldn't have. It would have been like people may not even gotten past the first song and said, nope, right, pass. But this was definitely the way to come out. Yeah. The drums sound a little more electronic. Maybe, yeah. You know? Not more of the traditional acoustic drums. But different sound, different band. Yeah. Hey. They're like, we almost like they kind of want to distance themselves. Yeah. Let's go. Ready? Yeah. Next song. Ooh, why can't this be love? Why can't this be love, Greg? I don't know. Why can't it be Chris? Let's just call it love. Yeah. Good mid-tempo. This was um, actually, uh, uh, it was one of the singles from the album, I believe. I thought it was the first single. Um, yeah, you know, I got, I'm getting conflicting info. All right. Um, I got one spot here that says it was the last one. I got one spot here that says it was the first one. Um, regardless, the one thing we can all agree on is actually it hit number one on the mainstream rock, number three on the Billboard Hot 100. This is definitely where it really is like, okay, we, we gave you this song to kind of be like, hey, we're still rocking. This is just totally something different for them. Right? Totally. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, you, this is almost like a mid-tempo ballad. A lot of ballads, love songs. Love is prevalent through all, a lot of the albums, a lot of the songs. And, man, it's just something different than what they did with David Lee Roth. And it's almost like they kind of wanted to distance themselves from that whole David Lee Roth thing that they had going on before this. I think that they, the the music they created during this, you know, because they, I guess, you know, they started to gel, they started to write songs, they started to jam together. Everything mm-hmm. felt right, dude. I mean, to be honest, Chris, on this album, which is only nine um, songs, mm-hmm. there's no covers. No. There's no covers. I don't even think they did a cover with Sammy. N- no. You know, maybe they said they wanted to distance from that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was more... Sure. Roth type stuff Yeah You know This is still cool man I love it man Why don't yeah. you go Let's head off to the next one Because this is a good one too See Eddie's guitar Forefront Yeah You know people love that man Oh man Eddie ah. Track three Get up Yeah Now this could have been the opener Yeah Two but I like the way they started with good. With enough. Sammy, first thing you hear is Sammy's voice. Exactly. That's why I liked it a little bit. A little bit. Ready? Do you slow it down? Here we go. Little taste. Uh, it's almost a little, a little hot for teacher drums in there. Yeah. Not the same. Just different. I'm just saying. Yeah. Don't get mad. <laughs> yeah. Don't start hate the hate emails, man. Hey, okay, little fast. Yeah, this is a rocker right here, dude. Here we go. Track three, four and a half minutes of this shit, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so this album debuted at number three. Debuted at number three. Uh, or excuse me, I'm sorry, number 13. 
in April of 86, April 12th. April 19th, it moved up to number three. And then April 26th, number one for three weeks in a row. And then it stuck around at number two for like five weeks. So it was one or two for eight weeks straight. And top 10 for like 10 weeks, 11 weeks. Cool. Man, great, dude. Love it. Can't get enough of this, dude. I've been having a lot of fun listening to these. I know these albums, dude. You can really you know, get a good. Put on some it. Van Halen. It's always David Lee Roth, dude. You put on some Sam. You're like, oh, this is killer too, dude. I think we did that too earlier. We were like listening. Oh, Van Halen. Oh, this next song. You know, mm-hmm. Sammy came up. Oh shit, this is good too. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's bring me to dreams. See, nice soft. Uplifting song, synthesizer. synthesizer. You know, with with the with Sammy's guitar playing ability, it gave that it gave Eddie a lot more freedom to be able to explore the keyboards and you know even during their live shows, you know, Sammy could take. I mean, he's no Eddie Van Halen, but he could take over. He could hold his own and let Eddie kind of go and play keyboards during their live shows. Correct. Instead of having someone else play them or a backing track or whatever, which David couldn't do. He was just out karate kicking everybody and swinging <laughs> swords around and jumping around, and screeching. Which was still fun at the time. It was yeah, still fun, dude. That's it, that's what it was. Yeah, and I'm not bagging it. I'm just saying it's different. Yeah. Different. Equal but different. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the video for this? The Blue Angels? Yeah. 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 I thought they had like two different videos for this, but I do remember only the Blue Angels one. Uh, maybe they... I think they did... Um, they recorded a live... Live without a net. Live without a net, and then they cut that into music videos because I remember that, um, um, you know, love comes walking. Maybe love comes walking. Yeah. Um, they did uh, uh, just different videos for that kind of stuff. But yeah, this was you know very uplifting. Like I said, it, it just seems a song about following your dreams. You know, still beautiful song. Are you getting sentimental? No, not yet. I can get to get some. I go get a box of tissue for you, dude. Yeah. You know, Chris, Chris, I want you to follow your dreams, Chris. I want you to I want this song to lift you up when you feel down. I'm doing a podcast with you. My dreams have come true. <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Woo! This was um Van Halen's first number one album. All the years they were with uh Warner Brothers with uh with Roth, they just they they couldn't crack that number one and, and this was the first this it was also was, Sammy Hagar's first number one album. He never had a number one album solo. Oh, okay. This was a, uh, whatchamacallit, Chris? This was a, a different sound for the guys. Yeah. No. They had an opportunity to do something bigger. You know, so the people who didn't want to hear Van Halen without Roth, then somebody else would, two other people picked it up and said, oh, this sounds great. Oh, this is Sammy Hagar and Van Halen? Oh, this is good stuff. Yeah. We may have lost one, but we gained two. You know? Listeners. All right, man. Bring me to those summer nights. I love this song. I love it, too. I love this song as well. Um, Do you know? Yes, I do. What do you know? Go ahead. I was going to say, do you know that this was the first song that they guys wrote together when they started to rehearse? I didn't. Yeah. So they said this is how Sammy knew that he was going to be able to gel with these guys and, you know, come to the... Rock and roll gods that they are. They are gods. I hear I got a little run here. I think I was just reading this upside down. Okay. So, yes. 
Why Can't This Be Love was the number of our first single, right? This was number two. This was released as a single. Summer Nights? Yes. It ah. didn't. It did not hit. Oh, it got to 33 on the Billboard mainstream. Okay. Dreams was their fourth single. It hit number 22 on Billboard, Hot 106 on the mainstream. There's also two other singles on there that we haven't listened to yet, but uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. This song really has a feel of summer. It tells a story, yes. you know, like hanging out with the guys, summer nights. Love it, dude. Yeah. Great feel. Great feel. Great Loving summer song. Them human toys. Good drums are great, too. Right? Here we go, Chris. Great little run right there by Eddie. Right? Yeah, a, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, people know Van Halen with David Lee Roth. And that's what they always think of. And even people that are cursory Van Halen fans know only David Lee Roth. They don't, they've never even heard a bunch of these songs, man. We got to spread the word about the Sammy Hagar. I thought that's what we're doing, man. That's exactly what we're doing. You ready to go? All right, yeah. Give me the best of both worlds, Chris. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, uh. Good rock sound, yeah, man. Dude. I think when um seen Sammy Hagar a couple times solo on tour, and I think he has this song in his set. Every time I've seen him, he's played this song. Okay. Yeah. It's a jam, dude. I think I've seen him once, and it was like after after he left Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It was like the Red Rocker or something, something, something. I think but I saw I, him when he was playing, yeah, I, I, the Cabo Wabos or something, whatever yeah. he had going on. I was going to say it was um, Universal. It was. Uh, we were together, probably. Was he drinking margaritas on stage? Yes, he was. Yeah, we, that was the same <laughs> stage. Yeah. That was the same show we went to. Kenny, well, was that, that you? <laughs> that was me. Was that you? So many shows, so many good times, so many trips to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so many stumbles, so many cigarettes, so many good times. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, man. You know, this song is almost tongue-in-cheek. You know, you think oh, it's like the best of both worlds. You're getting the best of Van Halen, which is these three guys, and the best of my world, which is me. You're getting the best of both right? worlds. Yeah, you definitely. Know, kind good. of a call out, like a, 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 a like I guess, diss. <laughs> Is that what we're saying now? It was a diss to David. They got beef. I, I don't know. I don't think they do now, but maybe there was, or somebody wanted to start because yeah, they toured together. Goddamn record company. I don't even know if they were buddies yeah. or not. Right. But you ready to go? Yeah, because um, I see Rambo at the door. Because love comes walking in. Oh, dude. <laughs> Another, this was something so different than what they did with, yes. with, with Roth. They brought the, this was not happening. These synthesizers, the love song, love walks in. This was just was not happening. It wasn't something that was going on. Um, different, right? Totally different. A 180, right? I was going to say, uh, you know, Sammy, when he writes his lyrics, he uses the word love a lot. Yeah. So over the next few albums, we'll... We're here to um, talk about 
the word love. Yeah. You know. A lot more synth. Yeah. I mean, this is the middle 80s. That is true. Middle 80s, you know, you, get, you yeah. know, and you got the ballad for the ladies. Um, Sammy was also referring to this song as he had a dream uh, when he was a kid of uh, an extraterrestrial dream. Because he didn't just do E.T. He said he had a dream and he felt that in his dream that there were other beings in this world and, you know, love came walking in or he, he felt a new life or he felt something different. He probably was on a lot of drugs, but still. Maybe. You know? He said he wrote this, and he felt it was uh, all about new love. Which could be new love for Van Halen, right? Yeah. A new, new love, love for, the guys. for Yeah, new love for music. New love for music. Love it. Yeah. This this is a very symbolic song. You know? Yes. All right. Now, bring us to the best song on the album. It is. Title track, 5150. 5150. I know we were uh, cruising when we were driving to the studio earlier today. Uh, this song played, and I said, oh, great, dude. This is, this is my favorite song. This is my favorite song. <laughs> and he goes, it's everybody's favorite song. And I go, what? No, it isn't. He goes, well, anybody that knows this album, I don't know. Yeah, dude. Maybe. It's a good jam. It's a good song, man. Yeah, it is. Great lyrics on here. Yeah, it's killer. Um, now, this is just a song title, 5150. Never referred to it once. Never says anything about 5150 again. No. But it's it's just great riffs, great song. Love it. Mm-hmm. And you're right about the guys' harmonies, man. These oh, guys. Oh, yeah. These dude, guys. Every song down. you get all the harmonies because you got you know you got uh, Sammy singing with them now, and one mm. of the things Van Halen always does changing times, right? Change it Time down. Change. Here we go. So they toured on this album, and they did not want to do a lot of the old David Lee Roth songs. You know, Sammy was like, I really you know don't want to do them, which. Okay, it's understandable. So, you know, they did, you know, almost the whole album on tour. Um, then they also did, you know, some Sammy, Sammy solo, I Can't Drive 55, There's Only One Way to Rock. They did a cover of Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. All right. They did a little bit of Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Did um, they, they did Ain't Talking About Love, right? I know they, they did, they did they like did, two or three songs. Oh, let me finish. All right. They did... Panama ain't talking about love, and you really got me. Were regularly performed Roth songs that they did on tour. Okay, so you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't expect the fans to go see you and not ex- and not play something. So yeah, they were like, okay, well, I mean, ain't talking about love, obviously, and then you know what else are you gonna play? You know, you really got me, I guess. And Panama, do have we three great songs? I don't know. If you could pick three greater ones to play. Those are all three rockers. You know, Panama's about a. Uh, a car or driving in a car Sammy is all about driving cars and shit like that so he probably felt that was a good one too oh yeah but yeah but I, for, I forgot they did um, rock and roll from that definitely yeah you know and they did um, uh, this was also uh, obviously it was their first album to go number one it was also the fastest million million selling record in Warner Brothers 
history. Wow, I didn't it know that one. Million, it went to a million faster than any other record in their history. Wow, wow. So people were clamoring for this. Yeah, they dude. wanted it. It was either Are, curiosity or they heard the leadoff single and they're like, oh, I need to hear this. And then wildfire, straight yeah, wildfire. It's, it's, it's still Eddie doing his stuff, man. Fuck, man. All right, let's go. All right. Totally different. Not a huge fan of the song. No. No, this is... They, they could have played rock and roll on it. That would have been they, all right. Be um, this is filler. I don't know. I, you know, you hear them talking. You know, it, I guess it's supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be, like, kind of riffing on David Lee Roth and... Moving on from him and being replaced like, and all that okay. kind of stuff. If you you know you listen to the words of it, it just it doesn't do it for me at all. Nah, at all. But anyways, all right. Let's talk about. I got a few more things I want to say. Um, so, uh, Love Walks In hit number twenty-two on the Billboard Hot One Hundred Four on Mainstream Best of Both Worlds hit number twelve on Mainstream. Those nice. were the five singles. Nice, all nice, together. nice. Six times platinum. Six times platinum. Wow, six times. Six times. That's six million. Um, Australia, two times platinum. Canada, three platinum. Germany, gold. And United Kingdom, silver. Wow. Man, yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> we're going to turn this down, dude. I just, I, I can't get down with this song, dude. I just don't like it. It's okay. Or bring me to the next album, baby. There we go. Second album with Sammy. Yeah. OU812. Oh. oh. Or you could say, oh, you, 812? <laughs> That's how I say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 812? It was, yeah. So this is their second album. Let's go ahead and play the track. Lead off all right. track, Mine All Mine. Right here. You know what? Like we were talking about um, Good Enough, I would say I like this song. But it, for opening track, I would probably, I could probably find something differently. Oh yeah, I think so. But I do like the song, and you know, it starts off almost kind of like where they left off, as they picked it right up and started again. Some keyboards now, you're hearing this. Drums are still sounding good. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of keyboards, um, harmonies. Uh, Totally going in a different direction from Roth. But, uh, you know, I think that's kind of what they wanted to do. Yeah. It sounds like the, the this album is a little more straightforward and serious. Yeah. On that one. Which was still good. I mean, if, if uh, all, we all know that Roth wrote the lyrics for, you know, the, the first album's. Sammy, I guess, wrote a lot, of, a lot of these lyrics for this. So he, you know, his the way he sounds, you know, the guys wrote the music and the guys wrote the lyrics. Or Sammy wrote the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, this is a good, good track. It called "Mine All Mine." Um, yeah, it could, it could have been put deeper into the album. I just, and honestly, I like Fifty One Fifty a lot better than I like this album. To be honest with uh, you, that is true. That's good I, too. I, I like Fifty One Fifty. This album was released March 24th, 1986. It, um, June 18th, June 18th, number five. And then the 25th, July 2nd, 9th, and 16th, number one. 
you know, it slowly dropped two, three, six, 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 seven, 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 seven. Uh, spent 36 weeks in the top 50. So three more weeks than, than 5150. But man, number one, their second yeah. number one album. Uh, like here, you can hear the, the harmonies, you know, the singing. It's sounds good, man. You want to bring me to track two? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Slow me tempo. Uh, but kicks in really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Another good song from Van Halen. You know, the reception uh, for the first album, uh, 5150, and this one, they were all, there was a lot of mix. I think a lot of people were trying to compare it to the straight ahead rock and roll dare I say craziness of their first six albums with David Lee Roth yes and a lot of people were not even looking at them as standalone they're always comparing them to the David Lee Roth albums and so reviews were very mixed it was like when you listen to it standalone like listen to this album yeah dude that's a really good album but when you're comparing it people were like I don't know it doesn't have this it doesn't have that so the reviews were very mixed Um, and it took you know until maybe their third album to like kind of be like, no, this is the Van Halen that is. <laughs> you know, in, in, I think we've talked about this before too, Chris. It's like who really buys music and who criticizes music, right? Yeah. And the critics, you can tear anything apart. Anything yeah. that you do, art form, can be ripped apart. But it takes, you know, guts, you know, to pull, put something out into the world and say this is this is what I created you know some people love it and some people yeah. will shit all over it this is so different dude this it's song so different but it's more of a ballad dude I love it yeah and the, and the uh, the backgrounds are killer you know and uh, uh, I don't know if you read about this but the music video was um, a little bit different they didn't want to the guys in the band including Sammy just didn't want to play off a track they wanted to actually play. So in the video, they're actually playing the music. Not just, you know, listening to a track off uh-huh. the you know, speaker and stuff like that. So that was pretty good. They, they got excited about that. I'm excited they, about it. They had to cut a few things out. One of the things was, uh, it was about a man and a woman, I guess, in an empty bar or, you know, last call. And the band is playing. And, you know, they're dancing in front of Van Halen. This is the one that got edited where at the the last second they burst into flames and for some reason MTV didn't want to show that why have no idea and they had them edit it to where just the guys are playing and then they kind of just show them um, and kissing at the end of the bar that type of stuff but yeah MTV didn't want to see flames a couple dancing in flames and stuff like that that's crazy Right? Look at that. This is solo, dude. I love it, dude. Killer. Super killer. All right. You know what, Chris? After this little riff from Eddie, I'm all fired up, man. Bring me to that next song. There we go. Yeah. You are all fired up. AFU. AFU. Wow, what a sound on the drums, huh? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you this much, too. 
everybody always talked about Alex's drumming prior to the Roth years and the six albums and Eddie being the forefront. Mm-hmm. I believed it. But on this one with Sammy, I'm hearing not just I'm hearing guitars. I'm hearing the drums in a different way. I definitely like the mix. Uh, I like the way this album is, you know. You don't, like I'd said earlier before, the way Ted Templeton had it, he had everything just so separated out that Eddie was so much in the front of everything else. It was like, this is Eddie, 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 Eddie. But here with Sammy and the band, with a different producer, everything is just so centered together and it just comes at you where you can, it sounds like one machine, but you can actually identify the uh, all the parts instead of having something so much in your face you can't hear right? anything else. It's like everything's on equal footing. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely this. This is a good, fun song, man. Very energetic. Mm-hmm. Except for this breakdown. But other than that, man, it starts up again and gets me all fired up, Chris. I'm all you, ready. You get all fired up. Uh, Don Landy, obviously, produced this one, too. All right. Van Halen did some producing on it also, the band. Like I said, hit number one. So I want to say, um, I think the album was released or the album was not released yet. And they did the summer Monsters of Rock tour. Mm-hmm. And it was over here in uh, Los Angeles Coliseum with Van, the mighty Van Halen headlining um, Scorpions. Scorpions? Scorpions. Dokken. Metallica and Kingdom Come mm. was the, the show right there. Nice. So Kingdom Come was a fresh band right out of, I, I want to say, another New Caledonia. <laughs> <laughs> was was a fresh band out of, out of, I don't even know where they're from. Wherever they were. Yeah. Um, and then, and they had a very Led Zeppelin-ish yeah, sound. Um, and then, you know, they had Metallica next who was... Um, just recording and justice for all so those guys would do the concert and then on their days off fly to san francisco or wherever and then record and justice for all a couple of tracks a couple of days and go back on tour so i think it was like friday saturday sunday you know they're playing and then you had docking on there so docking it was under lock and key so george Lynch and the boys are rocking and rolling scorpions you know are scorpions they have a great time and yep. then you know, uh, Van Halen came out with this, man. So I remember going to the Coliseum and checking him out and loving everything. I love it. I say, I was just checking it out. Yeah. I was just checking the show I was out. Check your show out, man. See how you're doing. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Hey, I was, I was, you know, wait a minute. This was. Here we go again, guy. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hey, man, I mean, no, I was a teenager time, so no. What I'm, year was this? Uh, I'm going to say 88. All right. So you were. I was about 17, 18. 17 or 18? Yeah. Sure it wasn't 19? No, 17 18. I think you were 19. <laughs> no, I was not 19. <laughs> what year were you born? 69. And what year was this? 88. So what year would you have been 20? 88. So 19. I don't know. <laughs> Once again, we're going to... The math Big Cock's going to have a math lesson next episode. Hey, I, you know what? I'll find out when this year was, and I'll tell oh, you. Bring it. I was 17. Do you have the shirt? No, I don't anymore. I want you to wear it if you did. Yeah. All right, man. Bring me the next song, man. What, what next, what's the next song? Yeah. Here we go. The Cabo Wabo. 
I love this, man. I loved it that they said Sammy just like, oh, I went, I was in Mexico and I was on vacation and I found a place and blah, blah, blah. I bought a home and I bought a, you know, a mm-hmm. club in, in Cabo Wabo. What? And now I make tequila. Yep. That was good. Does, I don't he, think, does he still have that no, tequila brand? He, no, he doesn't Did have he it Did he sell anymore. it? He sold it to somebody else. Yeah. But he has rum now. I think he sells rum. Dude, that Cabo Wabo was everywhere for a while. Yeah, it was. He probably sold it when it was at its peak. Uh, maybe coming down. Maybe. You know, usually people do. This is another uh, story-like song, which makes you, you know, takes you and supposed to inspire you to feel like you're at Cabo Wabo. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. Good song, good rock and roll. Yeah. I like songs that tell a story like this. The harmonies. Is that Greg right there? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you hear. I mean, you hear. The, you hear every. Like I said, we've said it a hundred times, so we'll make it a hundred one. Just everything you can hear. Like the drums are sounding great. The harmonies are sounding great. Sammy's vocals are sounding great. Yeah, just killer, man. All right, bring me the next song. Here we go. Yeah, tip one. Go, Eddie, go. Just in case you forgot who the god of guitar is, I'm going to remind you here quick. <laughs> right? Yeah. Here, oh, my brother. Here he comes. Yeah. Almost kind of like he's chasing him, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good right there, dude. It's like, oh, you got the head start with the guitar. Here I come. Yeah, here I come. I'm going to get you. Yeah. I see them now. I see them playing, looking at each other, just laughing, having a great time. I chase you down with my drums. <laughs> oh, you got me. And the finish line was Sammy Hagar. Right? <laughs> All right. This album was also recorded at the 5150 Studios in Studio City, California, right down the street. Oh, okay. Right down the street from where we are recording the state of the state of the art Big Talk <laughs> Studio. We got we got to drive across town for this dude. We got to build something, you know, closer to closer to where we live. Um, this is uh, track five. It's number two if you're on cassette or LP. It's a good rock. I mean. It's kind of funny. It's like, it's a good rocker, but it's not one of my favorites. You yeah. know what I mean? I go, I can appreciate it for what it is, but I'm kind of like, eh. I think the harmonies are a little bit better. That kind of catch me more for that riff. All right, man. Bring me the next one. Yeah. A little more keyboards. A little more keyboards. A little more chill. Track six feels so good. So right. Man, this uh, album did very well so as good. well. Four million copies, four times platinum. In uh, the UK, silver again. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. They released seven singles. 
Wow. Wow. Um, this was the first single from the album. Hit number 35 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, Mine All Mine, which you already heard, hit 50 on the mainstream rock. When It's Love hit number one on the mainstream rock, number five on the Billboard Hot 100. This one uh, feels so good. Hit number six on the mainstream rock, Cabo Wabo, which was a couple uh, before this, 31 on the main. You know, as, as big as this album was, yeah. they did not have a lot of, like, they're not sitting here having chart-topping hits. They're not. They have, on this album, they only had, what I'm seeing here is one song that got to the Billboard Top 10. Uh, finish What You Started got to 13. Uh, when It's Love got to 5. And then they got a 35 and a 34. There's... They're not topping the charts, dude, no. but they're selling albums. But they're selling albums, man. Millions of them. Four yeah. of this one. And six of the one before. That's ten. This is That's math, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get the calculator. Let me check it out. Yeah, every day. All right, Chris, bring me to my favorite song on this album. All right, here we go. What? Two. Hey, that's math. Hold on a second. What did you just say before I played this? Favorite song off this album. We are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Out of every, I don't know about on this album or all their songs, but out of every single they release, this is my least favorite. I don't really? like it. I don't like the song. What's it? What's you do I don't, don't know, like dude, about it's, it? It's different. It's different, but it sounds. It doesn't sound as full. It's just I, I don't know. It doesn't hit me. All right. You, you know, any, hit me. Do you know any stories about this album? Almost this generic. Song? Almost generic sounding. Okay. I, I guess I look at it as, as it being fun and exciting and sexual as saying, you know, finish what you started, babies, blah, 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 blah. I just... Yeah, Chris, if you want to see other guys, I can let it slide. I just... Yeah, I, I, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I don't know what... Just not me. All right. All right, well, if you didn't know, um, Sammy and also Eddie live near, live near each other in Malibu, right? I want to say either right next door or a couple of houses away, and they would send each other, like, tapes or, you know, something of different bits of song. Sammy came up with this, and um, Ed, he was telling Eddie, oh, man, I, I, I just can't finish, man. I, 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 I don't know what to do with this, blah, blah, blah. And Eddie was like, just finish what you started, man. You got it, man. Just finish what you started. And then he took that literally and goes, okay, I know what I'm going to do with it now. And he came up with this little fun, chill, sexual song. Yeah, I just, may, maybe it's in the, the the Van Halen universe. It's just, it's just not, I don't know. See, here's the thing. It's like one of those things where like, do I know it's a good song? Yes, but it's just not my favorite. So Sounds good. I respect it, but I don't like it. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you ready? Kind of, kind of like cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the harmonies are excellent. It's a good, fun song. All the harmonies are good, but All there's right. some that are better. We going? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This was, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Black and Blue, track Black eight. Black and Here Blue. Here we go. This was the last single off the album. This actually hit 34. You know what's kind of funny is that, uh, so here's the singles in order. Um, Feel So Good, Mine on Mine, When It's Love, Finish What You Started, Feel So Good, Cobble Wobble, and Black and Blue. I only remember Feel So Good, When It's Love, Finish What You Started, 
And Black and Blue. I don't even remember hearing this. Oh, okay. No. I totally do. I totally do. Like when I heard, like going, you know, when you hear a song, you're like, oh, I've heard this before. Like even, so it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's recognizable, but I don't remember being on the radio. I don't remember. Did they make a video for it? I don't remember. I like it though. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> That's okay, dude. You can t- no we, way. We dude. don't have to agree on everything. If you don't no, like no, it, you no, don't no. like I, it. I, I do like this. This. And the same thing, Sammy and the guys having fun sexual song, man. It's great. Gone blue. Yeah. We're going to go to the next track. Sounds good, man. Track nine. Sucker in a three-piece. Eddie, just letting you know, in case you forgot again, <laughs> He's a god. He is. So, um, my understanding is Sammy wrote this song um, as a, from a guy's point of view that just got dumped because the his girlfriend um, wanted somebody to take care of her, but the guy that was gonna take care of her was a sucker in a three-piece suit, fat, bald. And ugly, you know. I get it. And he was—he's like, not the sucker. The nice yeah. guy's the sucker. Yeah, the nice guy's the sucker. This is a long track, six minutes. It's a good, fun song. You know? Yeah, I like this one. So we got no on the first one, um, 5150 and OU812, uh, no additional artists, no additional anything. Uh, like we said, same producer on both albums. So this one, if you guys didn't know, so when Dave Lee Roth went solo, he had the album Eat Em and Smile. And so this was kind of a playoff of that. You know, OU812. 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 Eat Em and Smile. Yeah, all right, all right. So... I, I, I get, you know, eat, eat them and smile, OU812, but I don't get what OU812, 81 what, also ate what. You know, I don't get the play, but I get the play. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too into it. I don't know. No, eat you're cool, bro. Smile. Oh, you ate one too? <laughs> Sucker! Yeah, that's killer, dude. Sucker! Killer. So on the CD and streaming services, there is a bonus track. It wasn't on the tape or the LP. We'll go to it. That cover song. A a political blues. Little feet, right? Yeah. Little fleet. Feet. Fleet. Sammy's always been more of the bluesy guy. He's got that bluesy tone, bluesy. Yeah. Little rasp, yes, yes. It's whatever. Yeah, it's a blues song, like a. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. 
Yeah. All right, man. Kind of know exactly what it's going to do, where it's going to go. Yeah. Like I said, four million copies. So we're at 10 million, dude. Killer. Um, all right, man. So June 17th, 1991, Van Halen said, we're coming out with our next album. And here's the lead-off track. Are you a fan of uh, Power Tools? Oh, definitely. What's your favorite Power Tool? The Drill. I love The Drill, too. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. There we go. See, even the drums have just a little bit different sound on this album. Yep. Who produced it? The producer, Andy Johns. All right. Ted Templeton did producer and mixing, and Van Halen, so they brought Ted Templeton back into the mix. I wonder if that was a Warner Brothers thing. Probably. Yeah. I don't know why, dude. They just yeah. sold six and four million. Now, do you get the wordplay on this album? Yeah. Um, so, from what I heard, do you want me to tell? Good course, so, what I heard is this. Sammy I'll Hagar, correct you. Sammy Hagar wanted to test, like, censorship and test, like, what someone could put out as an album title. He wanted to name the album, fuck. Just the word. Yeah. And it was decided that, no, we can't. So, he said, okay. The band said, then we'll do an acronym. F-U-C-K, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. And so, that's... What it's called, F-U-C-K. Exactly. So, Love it. Which I didn't know as a kid. Well, is it called F-U-C-K or is it called For Carnal Knowledge? For, for, unlawful, for unlawful Carnal Knowledge. For un- Unlawful Carnal Knowledge is the name, but it's a, the acronym is F-U-C-K. Correct, correct. You're correct. Right. Like that's what they called the tour. Yes. The fuck tour. The fuck tour. This is um, my favorite song with Sam. If your kids are listening, rewind it back and mute it. For a minute and then Because we say fuck a lot? Yes. We even spelt it. (laughs) Which I guess, is that okay? Yeah. Until your kids get old enough to spell. S-H-I-T. What? What do they spell? Bomb, what do they spell? So, yeah, so the beginning of the song, he's playing a drill on his guitar. So I guess when they were in the studio diddling around, one of the, they were doing construction on the studio. And one of the construction guys left his drill there. And I guess it was in the same note or same pitch as the song. And so he started playing it, and he was like, oh, shit, and tried it on his guitar. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. So it was completely coincidence, completely by accident, never planned. He took that drill. He is the same drill he played on tour, on the album. (laughs) Same drill. Killer, dude. So, dude, you can't make this shit up, dude. I love this song, and it's totally rocker. It's totally straightforward that, you know... Rock and roll, dude. Basically, it's um, what you see is what you get yeah. on this. Nothing to hide. Love it. Little taste of the solo. You ready to go to the next one? Yeah. Cool. After the solo. After? After. This was the first single. Oh, yeah. And the video was killer, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, this is a killer. So this is a lengthy album, dude. 52 minutes and six seconds. All right, let's go. Track two. Judgment Day. 
You know, another good rock and roll. Yeah, song, dude. I gotta man. tell you when I went back. I listened to a lot of Fifty One Fifty. Uh huh. Some of OU812. This is when I was growing up, you know, younger. This one out of the three I listened to the least when it came out. Okay. I was not, I didn't listen to it a lot. I want to uh, say the next one, Balance, is what I least listened to. So oh yeah, Balance, I didn't really listen to it at all. Except I know, for what, I, know I bought it. I know I owned it. I think I heard and it And that's once. why we're not going to cover that album. Why don't we do one or two songs? Yeah, we, I guess we can maybe throw a couple out there. All right. I'll let you pick them. All right. Uh, yeah, dude. So this was actually a real joy for me to listen to this album, dude, because I got to discover slash rediscover things that I had missed, things that um, I didn't hear the first time around. Yeah. I'm not the first to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and po- be a poser and say, oh, yeah, this was one of my favorites. No, dude. I Some of these songs, honestly, I probably had never even heard before, you know, the, the deeper cuts in here, but I thoroughly enjoy Just like um, I'm going to keep on going back to this, dude. Point of Entry by Judas Priest. I loved listening to that because I just had known the singles. I loved every song did, on it. Did, I, I felt the same way, dude. I was <laughs> like, this is a good album, yeah, man. Hold on, let me hear it again. Yes. What, did I, what, did I, what, what song was in my head humming? Yeah, and dude. Like I, oh, dude, it was great. You'd be, you'd be singing something like, yeah. wait, what am I singing? Yeah. You'd have to go back and listen. Oh, zone. But, man, yeah, Judgment Day. This is really good rocker. The harmonies are great. The melodies are great. It's. Bring me the next one, Chris. You know, this was a different song for them, but there's a big, good, heavy groove in it that, you know, the third, fourth, re- re- when I started to listen to it again, that sounded, that got that caught me, that caught my ear. It took a little, some, you know what? It, it took a little Sometimes time. I like this song and sometimes I don't. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I get what you're saying. It's got that heavy groove on it, but... The chorus kind of is like, whatever. I don't Call know. me up. I'm with pink. Line. Yeah. How <laughs> much? <laughs> <laughs> you like my singing? I, I, I love your <laughs> Do it one more time. With the, the low or the high? The high. Call me up. I'm with pink. Line. <laughs> Dude, was your other hand grabbing your balls when you did that? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Bee Gees. Right? Yeah, this song's all right. Um, on this album, I think it's very even. Okay. You don't get a lot of like, oh, this shit is horrible, or yeah, this is the most amazing thing. It's like, it's one of those albums where everything is at least, you know, really good, which is like, you know, your good is like your... You're normal, like oh, this is good. Yeah. Then it goes pretty good, and then great, and then fire. So this is, you know, this is on the upper half. See, it's Got like it. on a spangling. This got this song obviously about calling phone sex. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the next song. Got it, man. Uh, which I really do like. This song. Remember Mo Round uh, uh, Run Around was the next track. Sorry, um, the one thing I remember most about the song is the video. Oh remember yeah, they were on that big thing that was just spinning around. Yeah. I thought this video was killer, dude. <laughs> so here we go around, round, 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 run around, dude. Getting the run around. I mean, yeah, getting it around, dude. Getting the run around from uh, in a relationship, whichever way. You know, it's not necessarily girl to girl or guy to girl, but 
getting the run around. Yeah. I love this song too, man. Yeah, dude, this is a good one. Yeah, giving me the run around. I don't want to commit to anything. I don't want to. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be here that time. Getting the run around. Like, what's going on here? What's you know? That's what the song is about. Getting that run around. How come in all the music videos, Eddie Van Halen's always got a huge smile on his face when he's doing riffing out. He's like, like remember the jump video? He's all laughing. At, yeah. Like doing his hot for teacher solo down the table. Oh, he's laughing. Oh. Dude. Panama swinging on the thing. He's smiling and laughing, doing his solo. That was him. During dude. this video, he's doing the wow. <laughs> so you do this chorus is killer. Round, round, round. You're... Round, At any round, age, round. any sex, any time, you're seeing this in concert, your fist is in the air, right? Here we go, you know, Chris, next song. Take me to the pleasure dome. I'll take you there. I'll take you to the pleasure dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Both hands are on the table on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was all natural. <laughs> That was all natural, high-pitched. Uh, Pleasure Dome. Uh, good song, dude. I love these little, you know, solos that, that he does. Um, they do give him his own instrumental on this one, which I absolutely love. The the, the 316 mm -hmm. on this one is great. It is. I love it. I love the sound of it. It's just like. But yeah, this nice little. Oh, yeah. Right, it, dude. Uh, this like uh, this song right here, seven minutes, six minutes, fifty-eight seconds. It's uh, it's a long one, but not in a bad way. It even says here. I love you know when you start you know just start scrolling and trolling. Here we go. So Van Halen, you know, <laughs> for all my information, it gives you the uh, you know credits for who played. <laughs> Sammy Hagar, lead vocals, guitar. Michael Anthony, bass, backing vocals. Alex Van Halen, drums, percussion, backing vocals. Eddie Van Halen, guitars, keyboards, backing vocals, and electric drill on Pound Cake. Got it. Got to play the electric drill. Yeah. Let yeah. you guys know in case you didn't know. All right. So I don't want to hear the whole seven minutes. I Listen, don't either. But I down. I don't either. Ready in to go? and out. I want some burgers. <laughs> In and out, track six, another six minute track. What I was gonna say before you interrupted me, which is okay because that's what we do. <laughs> True love, baby. This is their album that debuted at number one. Alright. Debuted at All number right. one. Three weeks at number one. This album was Van Halen's number, number one. one. Three weeks, three weeks at two, then three, six, seven. It actually got it back up into four. It was probably when uh, like right now came out. You know, big hit for them, obviously. Yeah. Um, man, 31 weeks in the top 50, not as long, but, you know, times are changing. Things are moving, dude. You got to move and, you know. Listen to that guitar. His tone, dude. You know, the brown yeah. tone, as they call it. He had his own tone. and Never be another like him. Sounds good, dude. This is a groove. Yeah, definitely. This is a groove song. They're in the pocket. They're in the cut. They're not going to let you out, dude. 
You're dead. <laughs> Got you going out. Bring me in and out. Listen to that chorus, dude. Damn. You listen to the chorus. I'm listening to it. All right, let's go. All right. Eddie doing his little something something. Honestly, this song, uh, this intro, reminds me of Steve Vai. Right? It yeah, does have a, a Steve Vai sound who replay, who was the lead guitar player for David Lee Roth in his solo career. Steve Vai, who I've actually met and saw a little intimate live show with. Maybe I'll post the pictures. Maybe I won't. But I probably will. And maybe some footage of the show, dude. It was really good, dude. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. He's looking at, you gonna smack me? No, no, no. I was, I was just trying to say, you said Steve I, and I was like, wow. I go, Eddie Van Halen lovers would have like really, like, what the hell you mean Steve Vai is better than? I didn't say Ed, that. I know. What the hell you mean Eddie's ripping off of Steve Vai? No, I didn't say that I either. Know, I know, but, but I know. I'm reading into it. You'll re haters and detractors will read between the lines yeah. one way, and lovers will. Have the other way. Right. Um, this man on a mission, track seven. Um, let's go to the next one. All right. That's nice, dude. So, um, this, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, out of the, uh, how many songs have we heard now? Eight. This eighth song. I haven't yeah. heard. I haven't heard any keyboards. He, he's he I mean the next song I know no no, no or, I I know but uh, it's yeah. just I if you if you listen to the prior two albums there's keyboards in you know three or four of those songs there's it's really do you think prominent and do you think out. they decided to do that on purpose do you think because Ted Templeton came back to do his first produce the first album he had some saying in that or are you kind of like I think that they really, I th actually think that honestly they read somewhere like, hey, let's go back to just a straight rock album, minimal on the keyboards. I believe I did read that somewhere in my research. Um, let's just go straight, more rock and roll, tone it down, which they were fine because, you know, Eddie kind of got that out of it. He really wanted to do that. That was one of yeah. the things that, that kind of drove him and David Lee Roth apart. Um, um, I think Eddie's decision, I think Eddie came out with a lot better stuff than David Lee Roth did on the <laughs> after that point. But man, this uh, it just goes to show like, hey, you don't think we can do it without keyboards? Here we go. I don't. Ex well, I don't want to say they told they they yes they do do keyboards, but they did. It wasn't in all the songs. Yeah. And stuff like that. All right, Chris. Let's let go. me hear. Let me hear the keyboards. I love this. Excuse me. I love this song, dude. Yeah, dude. This was a big hit for them. I love this song, and I love the video. It was a very different dairy dairy out there. Very um. You know, unique for the guys to do this because yeah, they were in the video. They weren't in all the the video, but there was like little sediment, little things that you know showed them that said their name. You know, Eddie Van Halen's playing guitar, or Eddie Van Halen's practicing. You know, Mike Anthony is thinking about a world tour. You know, Sammy is feeding the homeless. You know, just different different little things about that kind of stuff. This um. This, yeah, dude, this was, this is one, was a big hit for them. This was all over MTV. The video is pretty, I don't know, I, don't, I can't think of any other word than iconic. It really is. It's 
kind of like when you think of them in this album, this is probably the video that most people think of. Right. I don't think of this one first, but I could see how people would, obviously. It's got the focus in, the out of focus, the focus in. It's very plain. It's them pondering. It's all about right here, right now. Are you going to... You have a chance to do it right here, right now. Yeah. It is... Okay. Just to kind of put it in context for maybe some of our younger listeners. Um, uh, um, what's that song by, by Eminem? That he does the morning, you lose it, you lose it, you better never let it go. You only got one shot. Don't miss your chance to blow. That song, you okay. know, they're all right. That is like a ver- a rap version of this song. Okay. Right now, do it now. Okay. I don't know why I can't remember the name of that song. Yeah. Um You Eminem love. <laughs> you know what? You're right, Chris. But right now, it was all about living in the moment. And that's what the, they Lose Yourself is the name of the song. Okay. I'm sorry, just can we lose no yourself. But yeah, that's kind of like, you know, you got a shot to do it. Do it now. Yeah. That's what the song is about. Right now. Hey. Right now. There's no tomorrow. Yeah. Right now. I'm sure people had this on some pump-up videos. and Right this is, now. This, this is a perfect music movie montage song. <laughs> like right now, you turn to look at the camera. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know how much I love the music montage. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Okay. You ready to go? Yeah. This is the solo I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, 316. Um, do, you know, do you know what 316 means? You tell me. His uh, Wolfgang was born on this day. Oh. March 16th. And whatever year it was. This is just... Remember I said something about Steve I earlier? Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say right now? What? Randy Rhodes. D? Oh, okay. Kind of that... You know, we did our Aussie acoustic, two, up, two episodes. He did that song guitarist. for his mother, Dolores. Yeah. And this one's about, you know, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, son. It's beautiful, dude. It's yeah. killer. Yeah. The sound. We have a sensitive side. Mm. Here at Big Talk Podcast. The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Listening to only the soft and sensitive music of Van Halen. <laughs> Singing high-pitched while grabbing our own balls. <laughs> For you, the Big Talk Nation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is great, man. This is a great And it's only song. a minute 29, so yeah, we're just going to play the whole thing. and a minute 29? Get sued. <laughs> uh, D was only 46 seconds. I know, dude. That's right there, dude. A little mm. tapping at the end just to let you know. He is the inventor. <laughs> right? Yeah. Last song. Top of the World. Oh, another good this rock and roll is, fun song. This is the last track. This was another single. Um, they didn't hit anything on the top of the Billboard 100. They hit 27 with this one. 55 hit. It's just, are you telling me that, that, la- that right now only hit 50, number 55 on the Billboard Hot 100? I can't believe that, dude. I can't believe it. I think the video was more I think iconic. You know, because I was always watching MTV, so maybe MTV was driving these things. But if you look at the album, Rock Tracks, Pound Cake number one, Right Now number two, Run Around number one, Top of the World number one on your album Rock Track charts. So for what it was, these were the best songs that were coming out at the time. Compared to, you know, what was going on in the masses, okay, the general public didn't think so. But you know what? That's okay. For who really wanted to hear us, yeah, we were killing it, dude. Killing it. 
This is great. What a great song to play. You know, great closing track, dude. Number one album, number one in the world. We're on top of it. We're Van Halen. Symbolizes and signifies so many things. If you're ever down, if you're ever down on your luck, you ever thinking things aren't going to be better, play this song, dude. It's danceable. It's good. It's positive. Look at me, dude. It changed my whole, like, attitude around. I thought it was right here, right now, man. Right now. Look at me go. Look at me go. Right now, Chris. I know. <laughs> right now, Chris is dancing as he's doing his podcast. Boom. <laughs> Pelvic thrust. Pelvic thrust. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Into the mic. <laughs> this is a great song, man. I love it. I love it. it it's one of those things uh, on live, too. Standing on top of the world. Yeah, dude. This is killer. All right, bring me the last Van Hagar album. You want to go? Well, let's go here, because i got to be honest with you. I don't have it ready for you right now. All right. Got it. All right, I got the uh, balance here. I got it up, dude. I was able to find it. <laughs> Quick. I didn't know it was that hard to find. Yeah, no, All right, I man. I brought it right up. It was right there. I didn't even know it. Um, balance was the fourth album that Van Halen uh, came out with with Sammy Hagar. 95. Yeah, and this, this kind of came out right in when grunge started to get a lot of steam. So this was Van Halen's answer to the grunge movement. Let's, um, I'm going to go ahead and just hit play here. Yeah. We're only going to go over a few songs here on this one. All right. So if you guys don't know Seventh Seal, um, Eddie wrote this about himself where he's having um, problems with his um, alcoholic problems. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just said, you know, he thought about it himself and things he was going through. And, and so some of the, this is very personal to him when they uh, came up with this song. Still a good rock and roll jam. Mm-hmm. Comes out great fire and all cylinders uh, for this album. Um, this overall album is a little darker, a little, you know, not as fun and groove and sexy love. They're not talking about, you know, black and blue and suckers in three pieces, but this is still a good, great album from the Van Halen Boys. Oh, yeah. This album, uh, like I had said, came out in 95, um, January 24th. Another number one. So all four studio albums by them, number one. All right. Van Halen is number one. one. <laughs> Alright. Let's move to the move to the next single, Chris, which is Can't Stop Loving You. Yeah, dude, this is a good jam right here, dude. Hit number 30 on the billboard. Yeah. It's so, good, man. One of their higher charting hits, you know, altogether, because man, they just this kind of music just is not not what's hitting the top of the charts. Sammy was saying that he wrote this song um, divorcing his wife and he wrote this in the point of view of his wife saying this to Sammy in the sense you know his ex sorry his ex-wife saying okay saying it he him, was so. leaving her yeah no, right. no yeah and you know she was just like you know I can't stop loving you uh-huh. even though we're you just we're just not meant to be he wanted it to be over but she didn't correct mm. that's interesting dude yeah Huh. Ballsy, actually. <laughs> hey, to, to are, be honest with you, that's, that's when, ballsy. When you, 
when you're an artist, dude, how, however, I inspiration, guess, uh, inspiration comes inspiration to you, right? You, you know, yeah. You know? And you know what the worst thing about it? He got a hit out of it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> now she has to hear it for the rest of her lives. <laughs> her lives, her life. All right. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, dude, bring me next song. All right. Don't tell me what love can do. All right, so do you know who we were talking about earlier? So on, on his first album, he had a couple of songs with love. Yeah. So if I, my recollection is true, this is song five and six. Like Sammy's talked about the word love yep. in his song titles. So he likes to write about love, you know. Deep Say the word now. love. Yeah. Love comes walking in. Love is good. Love walked in. Don't in. tell me what love, love can do. do. Can't stop loving Can't you. Can't stop loving you. Yeah. yeah. I love you, pound cake. Run around, love. <laughs> I love the pound of cake. I love the pound of cake. Yeah, uh, this is another good uh, a good video too. Um, what they did on this this album was when they did um, "Can't Stop Loving You." They did um, a little more darker tone about kids or family or just dark times for people. And more, then when, more introspective. Correct. And then when they when they did this video, it kind of answered a little bit of the question. So they showed those families again, but more of a positive note. Mm -hmm. So when times are dark, love can, you know, love is the reason or love is the reason why the, uh, they can work and, and make things straight and narrow. All right. You ready? Yeah, dude. This is another one of a... Uh, this These. is this is the last song we're gonna go over on this album, track four, Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, killer, good yeah, stuff. Good killer some, riff, some, right some there good some top. riffs, man. Bruce Fairbain was a producer on this, right? You heard Bon Jovi's album, man. Yeah, man. There you go. He probably heard near New Jersey. Um, on the seventh seal, the monks of Gyuto Tantric University. Gyuto Tantric University. We're doing the chants on the seventh right. seal. And on Not Enough, Steve Lukather was doing some background vocals. Well, there, there you go. Right. He was a member of Toto. Just in case you guys want to know, he was in Toto. Guitar player. Oh. There you go. All right. So this is we're gonna go I'm gonna go real fast over the next few songs from this. I'll let Chris um, after this album, Van Halen did a song for a, a soundtrack called um, Twister, uh, which was a big hit. Um, Van Halen did a song. Chris is going to start playing some right now. And then they did, um, Alex and Eddie did a, a song themselves, uh, more of an instrumental. Um, and this, this song is called Human Beings. Human Beings? Humans Being. Humans Being. All right. So on balance, uh, after that was uh, Big Fat Money, Strung Out, which is, is an acoustic or uh, instrumental. Not Enough, Aftershock, Doing Time. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this next one. And then... Uh, Take Me Back, Deja Vu, and Feeling um, ends up balance. So like we, were, like we were talking about, Twister came out. 
uh, Van Halen did this. This is the last song, if you believe or not, Chris, they did, uh, uh, Sammy did with Van Halen. What about the ones that they did on the greatest hits, the Bust of Both Worlds? Didn't they do a couple songs for that one? I, maybe they did, maybe they don't. But I mean, after this, and I'll give you a little quick story. After this, that's when Van Halen with Sammy Hagar decided to take another break. So what was happening was Sammy's new wife was having a baby. Sammy wanted to be at the birth mm-hmm. of the baby. Mm-hmm. The guys were in the studio saying, you know, this uh, um, soundtrack is throwing a bunch of cash at us. All we got to do is, you know, pull a song out. They didn't like the way Sammy's take was. Like, they needed to fix. It's not like today where, like, Pro Tools or you can just fix editing, blah, blah, blah. He says they made him fly or they forced him to fly to the studio, sing two two, uh, um, verses, and then that was it. He said, all right, I'm out the door. And he, you know, went back to and saw the birth of his child. But that really stood with Sammy Mm -hmm. in the sense it really pissed him off. And he just said, fuck it. I'm out of Van Halen, man. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, well, there you go, dude. You and, gotta, that was, you gotta... and that was one of the last things to hit. That. Yeah. All right. Before we do anything else, um, what I, I didn't tell Chris was I reached out to the nation, Chris. Uh-oh. Here we go. Sabotage and, again. And uh, this is from my buddy Dave. He was give, I, I, I texted him. And I said, hey, man, give me some of your favorite Van Halen songs, and uh, but with Sammy years. And he said, okay, cool. So uh, 5150, Dreams. Summer Nights, Black and Blue, um, All Fired Up, Naturally Wired, In and Out, and Amsterdam are some of his top favorite songs that dealt with Sammy. It's a good list. Um, I, I text my brother Matt and I asked him the same questions and he was like, all right, good. So he came up with 5150 again. That was his favorite song. Yeah. Um, all Fired Up on there. Uh, Judgment Day was one of his favorites. Um, Amsterdam and then Spanked was also one of his favorites. Um, I reached out to my buddy Ellis, and I said, "Hey, man, can you give me some some uh, Van Halen tracks?" And then, you know, I guess he misread my text, and he started to give me some with, with David Lee Roth. And I said, "No, man, just give me the Sammy years." Goes, All right, cool. And he came up with uh, "Why Can't This Be Love," "Dreams," "Finish What You Started," "Can't Stop Loving You," "Human Beings," was um, the final one from this. So. Of course, you know, some people like to pick what's popular and now those are the, apparently to some people are the best yeah for me I, I i thought you know hey well these guys are giving me a little quick list i'm gonna throw it down my own and i looked at it and uh, good enough was definitely on mine uh 5150 finished which started which i told you was my favorite song uh cabo wabo pound cake run around right now and don't tell me what love can do or were some of the my favorite those are all pretty good lists van hagar songs Right. I'm not going to do a list. Don't. <laughs> I'm not asking you to do a list, all right. man. I'm just telling you a list. Um, all right. We're going to uh, close it out with the the, tra- the track that uh, Greg had spoken about that was also on the Twister soundtrack that was um, just Eddie and Alex that did a song together. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I just want to say thank you to everybody listening to this lengthy episode on the uh, Van Halen Hagar years. We really appreciate you guys. The nation, you are dear to our hearts, and we love every single one of you worldwide. Uh at BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram and TikTok. BigTalkCG at gmail.com and at BigTalkCG on Twitter. 
follow us, like us, comment with us. We interact with all of our fans, everybody that's in the nation. Um, we're always on there, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Anything you got to say about any episode, um, that's about all I got to say. Yeah, all right. All right, guys. Um, once again, thank you for uh, getting us trending. Uh, follow us on TikTok. And just to let you know, um, the next few episodes me and Chris are doing, we're going to be doing another um, Halloween episode, uh, which is a good time. We're bringing the interns back in here. We're having a good time with them. So it's going to be Halloween episode part two. And also we're doing the year 1992. So the next few episodes of Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg will be those. So look, look forward to that. Come back and see ya.